0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Fox 2 presents Hancock & Kelly.
0: Welcome to Hancock & Kelly here on Fox 2. On the right today, John Hancock. Morning. Great to see you. On the left is Michael Kelly. Morning. And I'm John Brown. Big story this week, lots of good news for St. Louis, but not everybody enjoyed the party. We'll explain why. This week, St. Louis officially learned that we were picked to have that MLS team. Seems like a long time ago, but this just happened. Major League Soccer, one of the fastest growing leagues in any sport in the country. That includes in fan interest, in the revenues, and of course, in teams. Voters had initially shot down the idea of bringing soccer back to town a couple of years ago, saying that it should be private money used to bring a team and build a stadium. So private money in St. Louis did step forward. I'm from New Jersey, and I lived in the same
2: town with Yogi Berra. And he used to tell me when I'd run into him, I'm more of a soccer fan, I would have been a better soccer player than baseball player. So the city just has great soccer roots. And because of that, those are the kind of cities we want in the league. But we needed the right ownership, the right stadium plan, and you needed the corporate and public support. And we had none of that for 20 years. So when that came together, it, it really happened very quickly, unprecedented in how fast it happened.
0: That, to me, was one of the best interviews Don Garber has given because he explained how we got it. Your thoughts on the week that was? Well, it's awesome, right? I mean, this was such a huge victory for St.
2: Louis. The taxpayers in the city of St. Louis had an opportunity to pass this in a previous plan, which was, I argue, a good plan. I worked on it. Uh, But they voted no against it. And here we have the Kavanaugh and Taylor family who steps forward is going to invest a quarter billion dollars of their own personal money into the city of St. Louis It's spectacular, and this is the type of stuff going along with NGA and what uh, is happening with Square moving in downtown and the redevelopment of uh, Union Station. This is the kind of stuff that we've talked about. How do we
0: attract and bring young people to St. Louis? It's having Major League Soccer. You know, John, we had a guest on this week that said, three years ago, I'd called St. Louis the city of no. Because we were. We said no to everything. All of a sudden, everything seems to be going our way, and this is stuff to get excited about Well, this
1: is great news, and this land is basically undevelopable otherwise. Mm -hmm. So you're building a state-of-the-art facility. Folks are going to love this stadium. It's it's really going to... It's got some cool uh, amenities to it. It's going to be great to to attract people downtown. It'll create jobs. There's just a whole lot of good things that are going to come from this. Uh, Michael and I were talking. uh, I am puzzled that not all of our elected leadership is embracing this Mm, thing. That's a good point.
0: Uh, So think about this. Not only did we get a soccer team, we also got football back in St. Louis. The XFL will begin playing at the Dome in February. Again, more events annually to their 10-week season to a location that's also been sitting empty. Now you've got a lot of people going down there. The Battle Hawks refer to St. Louis's aviation history with the jet produced by Boeing and McDonnell Douglas. So think ahead. I tweeted this out this week. What would it be? April of 2022. April of 2022. You will have an XFL team at the Dome. You'll have a soccer team at a new stadium. You're going to have the Blues playing, getting ready for the playoffs, and the Cardinals, you know, first games of the spring. You haven't had that kind of activity in St. Louis in a long time. That's coming in two and a half years.
2: And that's what's frustrating is as we've watched this all unfold and we have private investment of nearly a quarter of a billion dollars, not to mention the fees that they're paying to be able to bring soccer and the XFL here to St. Louis, we have leadership that is standing up and saying, oh, well, we we should be focused on poverty. Well, can't we do both? Mm. This is happening, the the poverty issues, the homelessness issues that are happening in St. Louis are problematic. The crime issues are problematic and need to be dealt with. It's not exclusive to St. Louis. It's happening in uh, San Francisco, Chicago, New York. Um, And to discount what's being brought to St. Louis and to hit all of these positive opportunities and ideas with ball bats the way we do, it's the pessimism, pessimism of our yeah, own people that are really killing true, us.
1: Really true. And you hate to see elected officials, especially, in, in, their, own, in their own ward. Uh, criticizing a plan which you know is it's puzzling to me mm-hmm. but I'm excited for the River Ducks to to get up here and and the battle frog whatever they are the it, it's gonna be Jet. it's gonna be exciting Brown These guys right
0: there they up. are yeah the River Ducks the Hawks I mean it's also back to the St. Louis Hawks we all oh, the basketball there. team yeah yeah see it all works together uh, okay so Let's talk about some of the tweets you guys are talking about. Jay Nelson, I follow him on Twitter. He is identified as a Senate staffer. Big following in St. Louis wrote this. 12 kids won't have the opportunity to dream of becoming a soccer player in our hometown. 12 families will watch the news coverage of the MLS tonight, but won't, see, but won't see news on how justices will be served when it comes to finding the killers. Kids are dying in the STL, but we did it. His tweet, by the way, liked by a few city leaders. Okay, here's what Tashara Jones tweeted. She says, as I stand here watching this announcement, I can't help but think of how we somehow can come together to get this done. But children are dying in the streets every day. And it goes back to what you were saying. Uh, You can do both. And and these are people who actually can do something on that. Maybe they need to step forward. Well,
2: yeah, I'd love to see a plan from a couple of those folks. They make excellent points. None of us are denying that we have these issues. But to equate soccer... To being a reason that we can't solve the other problems that exist in our community is ridiculous. And it's so easy to sit out there with these pessimistic potshot tweets rather than to come forward with your own plans and your own ideas and work in a collaborative
1: manner as a city and a region to address these problems that are problematic, that are killing us literally. And and what's true is when you have this facility downtown, it's gonna create jobs, it's gonna create more opportunity, it's gonna create more tourism and, and activity. Those things do help address the problems of poverty and crime. Economic growth and family supporting incomes is the single best defense against poverty and rampant crime. And and that uh, shouldn't be lost in that.
2: But I, I do want to say, this isn't a new uh, fashionable thing that's happening, and it's not about soccer. When ballpark, uh, the, the third ballpark was being proposed in has a bush. It was met with the same resistance. The stadium to refurbish uh, the Scott Trade uh, Center, Blues, now the Enterprise right. Center, the same type of thing. The idea to redevelop the arch. Look, we've got to do it all. We talk about attracting jobs and young people back to the city of St. Louis. Yes, this is a key component.
0: We also need to address crime and poverty. We can do more than one thing at a time. But I don't get what more people want because when the vote was shot down, okay, you have your reasons for that. said It's got to be private money. Well, private money did step up, and you're still critical. I don't know what it would take to get everybody on board saying, hey, this yeah. is great. Now we can move forward. Yeah, and this so, is a, I don't know.
1: This is a far better outcome than even the, the public vote we had a couple of years ago because the, the ownership here is 100% St. Louis local leaders. Uh, the Taylor family, the Kavanaugh family, they stepped up, but uh, g- we're grateful for them. And, and I think they got a real success on their hands.
0: Okay, one other note here. I'm actually writing a new book for the Missouri Bicentennial, which nice. is coming up, right? right? So I was doing some research this week on St. Louis history, right? And my, my topic this week was Forest Park. Do you realize the voters in the city of St. Louis shot down Forest Park too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Early on in the mid-1800s, yeah. they yeah. said, no, 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 we don't want to park. So this is not something new. This is ingrained in us. We don't like anything. Well, and we've <laughs> all had people come in from out of town,
2: whether they be relatives or friends, who come in and tell us, Goodness gracious, how awesome is this city? And then what do we do? Listen to our radio show. Listen to our local news folks. Uh, and I'm not you, John, but we are, have the most pessimistic outlook about our own opportunities. And look, without positivity and without positive thought,
0: you can't make significant gains on anything that's taxing us. All right, still to come on Hancock & Kelly, President Trump had a eventful week, shall we say. Is that the right word, fellas? Eventful? Is Uh, that that good? From the fallout of her buying Greenland to his comments on Jewish Democratic voters to what he said about the Fed. Some people bristled at his comments. Others say this is exactly why he was elected in the first place.
1: To hear more, listen to the
0: podcast. Just search for Hancock and Kelly. Welcome back to Hancock. Breaking news, you say? Elizabeth Warren running for president, literally. Take a look. She's off. That's video from a recent rally where she ran across a field. Here's the deal. Nobody does that. Why <laughs> Canadas think they have to run at parades, at fundraisers, events like this in dress clothes makes absolutely no sense to me. Fellas, you guys have run campaigns. Have you ever encouraged your people to take off across a nice green field running in a suit or tie or no. dress pants? Um, Why do people do th- this? Th- could, could this potentially be her
2: Michael the talk the caucus moment? Potentially. Look, be yourself. Right.
1: Quit trying to be something you're not, and that's just uncomfortable. Back in the day, <laughs> it's awkward, isn't it? Right. Back in the day, John Ashcroft, when he was governor, yeah, uh, he always ran to the podium, wherever uh, the stage, wherever it was, uh, before he gave a speech, and he always leapt onto the podium. I remember and one, that. And and you know, it was uh, it was a way of showing that you're, you know, young, you're vital, you're uh, athletic. You know, I, I got I've got no, I actually have no problem. Really? With you know. Old, young and old vital. Liz running across. I think the field. it makes you weird.
0: You would never, go, you would never go outside and say, you know, I'm going to go for a run today, well, like this. You truer words that. were never spoken. Brown, yeah, yeah. he ain't running anyway. <laughs> <trust laughs> yeah. That's right. If you ever run for office <laughs> yeah. again, we don't have I'm to worry. Yeah. Okay, yeah. sounds good. At least we're all on the same page. <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the week in Trump. Even for him, this was an active week. In a few moments, I will sign a memorandum directing the department of education to eliminate every penny of federal student loan debt owed by American veterans who are completely and permanently disabled. All right, we're going to talk with the things that everybody seemed to like. Disabled veterans now have one less financial worry, student loans. The president signed an executive order for giving the student debt of disabled veterans. The legislation expected to help more than 20,000 disabled veterans and cancel an average debt of $30,000 in debt person who this impacts. And John, I, I heard a Republican strategist say, if he would stick to this kind of stuff, his numbers would come up. The problem is he follows this up with some of the other things that happen.
1: Yeah, no, I, there's no question about it. Uh, this is the kind of thing that is going to find uh, a great deal of widespread support, criminal justice reform uh, that he led the way on uh, just a few months ago. Another issue that's got you know widespread support and uh, yeah, those are the kinds of things that if you're running for reelection, you need to do, you need to reach out. wonder what it costs. Who's paying for it, Mexico?
2: Hmm.
0: Because the Republicans don't call.
2: Well, we don't we're worry about, about cost costs now. when the Republicans spend a trillion dollars, but
0: we're really worried about what the Democrats are proposing. All right, President also stirred things up when he had this to say about Jewish people voting for Democrats. The Democrats have gone very far away from Israel. I I cannot understand how they can do that. They don't want to fund Israel. They want to take away foreign aid to Israel. They want to do a lot of bad things to Israel. In my opinion, you vote for a Democrat, you're being very disloyal to Jewish people, and you're being very disloyal to Israel. Jewish groups, Democratic candidates, others expressing outrage after the president said this, that Jews who vote for Democrats are ignorant or disloyal. Trump says he just doesn't understand why all Jewish people aren't behind him because of his strong support for Israel. Does he have a case, gentlemen?
2: I I don't believe so. This is the kind of stuff that, as a Democrat to watch, is, uh, it's tragic to hear it, and it's disgusting. But I think it's ultimately the kind of stuff that's going to spell the doom of Donald Trump as president.
1: Well, you know, there is some truth to what he said here. And uh, it it wasn't very many years ago where the U.S. spoke with one voice in support of Israel, both parties, Democrats and Republicans. Uh, That's no longer the case. And it's not all Democrats, but you do have that, that fringe element in that party, some of whom are now holding elective office that do not support Israel, our strongest, most important ally in the most dangerous part of the world.
2: But, John, that's happening on both sides. We see these extreme right-wing candidates showing up and having these protests, and they're anti-Jewish.
1: Well, the anti-Semites that are out there, but they're not running for office, and they're not getting elected. Uh, Our our elected officials, with one voice in the Republican Party, support Israel. You know, and then you had the situation
0: with Greenland where you said, I want to buy Greenland, and the, the Dane said, no, it's not for sale. And then he said, well, I'm not even going to go over there. Some people called it a temper tantrum this week, but they're an ally. Um, and so beautiful video, by the way. I just want to air the video once again of Greenland because I'd like to travel there now. But with all this going on, recent polls now have him at an unfavorable of about 60%. Most say that he can't win with that number. But if the Democratic candidate is also unpopular, then is it going to be a wash john you're up first on this one. 60 percent that's tough
1: yeah it is tough and and i don't think you know we're not going to appreciably change that number at this point you know his favorable ratings going to be in the low forties at best going into the election does that mean he automatically loses it does not um he he was about at that place in november of 2016 when he won the presidency so uh, now, what, what concerns me about some of this rhetoric, you know, going after the Fed chairman and equating the Fed chairman with the, the Chinese mm-hmm. president, um, the people who like Donald Trump, who really like his off-the-cuff, you know, remarks and, and, and his, his counterintuitive, you know, aggressive rhetoric, those people love that. They, they love it. The problem is, not everybody loves it, and, in fact, a majority of people don't love it and Donald Trump to win the White House in November of 20 is gonna have to perform relatively well with voters who don't like him, uh, which he did in 2016. But the more of this kind of stuff that happens, it, it makes that job of getting elected more difficult.
2: Donald Trump is Hillary Clinton in this upcoming election. He's the most defined human being on the planet when it comes to American politics. We all know that that was the case with Hillary Clinton with nearly three decades of public exposure. The more he continues to do this, even if he faces Joe Biden, who's got four decades of a record, he's not going to be carrying the baggage of this extreme nonsense that this president does, and including to just continue to attack women. He attacked the uh, Danish president by calling her nasty.
0: This is the kind of stuff that's going to cause him a problem. All right, still to come on Hancock and Kelly, speaking of the president, he also ordered American companies to start looking for ways to bring jobs home. Here's the big question. Can he even do that? News potpourri time, anything goes here. St. Louis city leaders have now agreed to study the issue of body cams and also look for a funding source. After a lengthy discussion of that issue at this week's Board of Estimate and Apportionment, the mayor announced that she would start the process in hopes of getting those proposals for body cams. Michael, you're up first on this one. Uh, I think we all agreed. We got to get them. I think the key now is how. And let's not forget the uh, the large momentum
2: of this issue body cams was born right here in the St. Louis area post Ferguson. And how different may our narrative be as it relates to Ferguson had there been body cams. This is a good thing that we're moving for. We have some issues. There's some state legislative uh, laws out there that kind of confine what's going to happen. But we all should be supportive of body cams, and I don't understand how many of the advocates who were for them in the past are now questioning
1: that. Yeah, you've got to have them. The problem, of course, is that the city of St. Louis is, is really struggling for cash, and they're at their tax capacity. You know, you, you can't raise the sales tax again. Uh, the property values, well, half the city's nonprofit, They're not paying property taxes. So, you know, they, they've got to find this money somewhere, and they're going to have to cut from somewhere, but this should be a priority.
0: Also this week, China announced they were increasing tariffs on a whole lot of goods, which the market really didn't like. Then the Fed chair took a low-key approach to interest rates, and that set the president off. president tweeted, Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking... Oh, wait, first tweet there. I apologize. I'll get back to that one. Then he tweeted, Our great American companies are hereby ordered to immediately start looking for an alternative to China, including bringing your companies home and making your products in the USA. In that first tweet, he said, you know, more or less that... Our Fed chair is a bigger enemy than the Chinese. The market didn't like this at all, fellas, and I don't think as pres I know as president, you can't order companies to do this. Is attacking our own institutions making America great? I mean
2: so this this thing that it just makes no sense and it's the part of this delusion that's happening with the president you couple that with what he then had to say and, and the second tweet there as it relates to companies well he can't do that and what is he is he surprised that china's going to slap back if a bee stings you you're going to slap the bee and that's what's exactly is happening with china this is donald trump's economy he said hey judge me by the stock market well mr president here you are
1: tariffs are bad policy um, you know, and and we've learned that lesson repeatedly throughout the history of this country. Most recently during the Great Depression, with the Smoot-Hawley tariffs, um, this isn't going to end well unless unless the president can negotiate a, a trade agreement with China, a majorly important customer and supplier for the United States. Uh, this is not, and China is our greatest economic and potentially military threat in the world. Uh, I am. Trouble. Doesn't the president of China now hold the cards in this negotiation?
2: Because he realizes that it's affecting the United States economy. Donald Trump ran on that economy.
0: He can always play it out and see Donald Trump go bye-bye. And people haven't seen the increase in prices yet, but that's coming. Even, you know, say what you want about Fox News, Fox Business has been really, not anti-Trump, but anti-tariffs. I mean, they're saying exactly what you are. The president doesn't like Fox
1: Business doing that, but they're like, we see what the future holds for this and it's not good well i mean it, it is very predictable it's just like socialism it doesn't work very predictable tariffs don't work very predictable and that's what's going to happen why is the
2: republican leadership in so many instances quiet on it and allowing the i think i think you've run? seen a
1: lot of of gop voices speak out against tariffs uh... i mean this is the one policy area i think there's general agreement that donald trump's tax policies have been great for the country his regulatory policies have been phenomenal for the economy uh, these tariff, these trade policies, not so good. All right, still to come on Hancock & Kelly, it
0: is time for your final oh thoughts. Yeah. This ought to be good. He's apparently he's giddy today, so. Oh, boy. We'll see. I'm in trouble. It is time for final thoughts today, and because of your stellar performance today, you're up 10 points on him right now, so we're going to give him time to catch up.
1: I yield okay. my time
0: to the okay. gentleman okay. from Chester. Well, you know,
1: our, right. our job here, Brown, is to predict things. That's <laughs> oh, what we no. do. We sit around here i reminded of the great, amazing Creskin. Remember him? Yeah. Or the, or the Karnak. Yeah, He'd yeah, hold a yeah. little thing up on his head here. My name's on so it. So there's there's a movie coming out, and I have predicted oh, no. my buddy's reaction to this movie. And I've put it, and I've, we've not rehearsed this. Okay. This is a sealed envelope, says Brown on it. Here's the movie. It's about Fox News. Okay. It stars two of my buddy's favorite <laughs> actresses. You got, you got Margot Robbie oh, over oh, there. yeah. And then uh, perhaps his all time favorite, playing the role of Megyn Kelly, is Charlize Theron. Oh. I love her. And there she
0: is. She looks oh just like goodness. Megan Kelly. What's, yes, your, what's, your,
1: uh, what's your reaction to a movie with Margot Robbie and Charlize I Charani? will be first in line to see that movie. Should I open this now?
2: Yes.
0: Kelly, you just blew the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like most of your predictions. <laughs> Hey, hey now. now, you're exactly hey right. Now. Well,
2: I, I will be. Hey now. <laughs> Margot Robbie, oh, all right. you got Charlize one right. Theron. I mean, yeah. is there a more beautiful creature on the planet than Charlize the Theron? The movie should be interesting, we
0: shall say that. It'll uh, be a good
1: movie. Yeah. I, hey I go all the time with this guy, a good-looking woman comes in and she, he goes, hey now. <laughs> uh, it's unbelievable. One time, Kelly, I needed you to do that. Now, hey now. now. Well, at, least, at least we didn't rehearse <laughs> it. All right, we're out of time today. Have yourself a great Sunday. We'll see
0: you back here next week.